Hey, it's Chris with Retrocession.org. This is episode six of Step Into Bliss, my daily podcast. I'm so happy you're here. We're changing up the format a little bit. Well, we're changing up the format a lot. I just started doing this and every day is a huge lesson for me. Initially, the plan was to talk about a topic today, empathy, on YouTube. I'd look at the camera, talk for a bit, that kind of thing. And then here, I would do the deeper stuff, deep relaxation, getting beneath the surface consciousness, getting deep. Then I realized something. I had it backwards. The problem on YouTube was, if I'm looking at the camera, I can't look at my notes. And if you watch a YouTube video and somebody's looking off screen or off camera, it can be distracting. It's not very engaging. So I was struggling with that. I was extemporizing, um, which was fine, but I, it got away from me at times because I couldn't really keep to my outline. My intention is never to write a script but at least to have an outline. And so, I had it backwards. In this format, I can refer to my outline. You're not going to see my eyes move from the camera to my notes. It'll keep me on track. It'll be more focused. I can really do my best work this way. And then on YouTube, I'm going to do the deep work. I'll talk to the camera for a couple of minutes. I don't need to have notes for that. And then the camera goes off. No need to see me. Your eyes will be closed. We'll do the deeper work there. Every day is a learning experience. And frankly, this format is so much easier for me. Video adds not just another dimension, it adds multiple dimensions. It's very challenging learning. I love it. As long as I don't give up, as long as I don't get discouraged by the challenge, I think this is, this is exactly where I need to be. So today, we're going to step into empathy. We're going to look at what it is, maybe what it's not. This isn't a time for me to tell you how it is. My intention here is to get you thinking. Don't take my words as gospel, and I know most of you probably wouldn't anyway, but that's not why I'm here. Let's drop our preconceived notions and take a fresh look at empathy. So for this podcast, at least for now, it looks like the format's going to be like this. We'll see how it fits. I'm going to present a quote, a quote that I find to be meaningful. But again, I'm not presenting the quote, in this case about empathy, to tell you what empathy is. I'm presenting the quote to get you thinking for yourself about what empathy means to you. And today's quote is from Mohsen Hamid. Empathy 
is about finding echoes of another person in yourself. Let me repeat it as much for me as anybody else. Empathy is about finding echoes of another person in yourself. Sitting with that, it's interesting how that works. Initially, it almost feels selfish to me that I have to find echoes of that person in me to have empathy for them. Can't I just have empathy without referring back to myself? And I don't know. It really is a rhetorical question. We'll consider it. But I know in my personal story, it, it, does, it does carry some truth. Many years ago, I don't remember exactly what was going on in my life, but I cried out to God in desperation. This is during the low point of my life, and I do talk about it a lot on these podcasts and on the videos, but it was formative. I cried out to God for unconditional love. Not to receive it, to have the capacity for giving it. I didn't know what it meant. I knew that I needed it. I saw the condition in my love. I saw the conditions rearing their ugly heads. This was probably in the context of a romantic relationship. Thinking back, I remember moments, even extended periods of time where I was giving without conditions attached to it, expecting nothing in return. And that really seemed right to me. I don't know any other way to say it. It's what I wanted in my life. Unconditional love. The ability to give it. Expecting nothing in return. Now, I know we're talking about empathy, but we'll get there. So I cried out to God, allow me to love unconditionally. And I didn't get an answer right away. So this must have been a year or two before the lowest point of my life, though this point was fairly low. But fast-forwarding that year or two to the lowest point in my life, I had left my profession. I was an attorney. I retired my license. All that debt from law school. No prospects. Driving Uber and Lyft, which I love. Probably talk about that in the future. But life seemed pretty rough. My anxiety was out of control. Depression had me laid out on the floor. At best, I was in bed, but literally sometimes laid out on the floor. And maybe at the lowest point, or, or thereabouts, I remember laying there, absolutely depressed, as depressed as I had ever been. And I thought, everyone else out in the world that was suffering. It was cold. I thought of the homeless on the street. I thought of people imprisoned for life, or even 20, 30 years, how hopeless that would feel. For those who had been in terrible accidents, those who had lost a loved one, I thought on all these people here at my lowest point, 
And for the first time, I felt unconditional love, acceptance, and most important for our purposes here, empathy for them. I wasn't in prison because I'd never been caught. An education and a job that afforded me the ability to save enough that during this this dark time, I could afford to lay there on the floor instead of on the street. I could have been there. Yeah, I was hungry at times. Barely enough money for food. Water got turned off. But you know what? I had a roof over my head. I could always find the food. Eventually. I had vehicles I could drive Uber and Lyft. How could I, lying here, really just lucky not to be in prison on the street, hungry? How could I look upon those others with anything other than the deepest empathy and unconditional love? So I found that in my deepest suffering, there was a gift. As deep as that suffering was, I had an opportunity to embrace empathy that much deeper. It was a real gift. That darkness brought me to a place of real, unconditional love and empathy for others. So what is this empathy? I tend to think, and I touched on this already, I think it's tied up with love. Unconditional love. Empathy can never be conditional, in my opinion. Real empathy, not pity. Real empathy is unconditional acceptance of the other. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't need to have boundaries with some people. I can empathize with the murderer, the murderer who's spending his life in prison. Maybe I even visit him in prison. But if he's unrepentant, proud of his murder, do I allow him to live with me? No. His upbringing, other life circumstances may have affected his empathy. They may have affected They may have affected him in such a way that he ended up in prison for murder. But that doesn't mean I allow him to live with me, my daughter, my wife. So I just want to get that out of the way ahead of time. This is an unconditional action. This is unconditional love and understanding. Empathy is a transformative force. But not just for me, it's for the other. Empathy transforms me by breaking down barriers, by breaking down the walls that separate me from others. Those barriers that set me out as as feeling like I'm somehow better than them. As if somehow I pulled myself up by my bootstraps to have the amazing life that I have right now. I can tell you now, that's not how it was. At my darkest place in time, helpless, anxious, depressed, hopeless, 
was the others around me, those who showed empathy, they're the ones that brought me out of that place. Left to my own devices, I would have fallen apart. I may not be here today without those people. So me, as that other, benefited as well. We benefit from empathy because the walls are taken down. Now, if your goal is to make as much money as possible, to live in as much comfort as possible, to have as much entertainment as possible, to do everything in your life for yourself, to live a selfish life, empathy offers you nothing. So I'm not talking to you if that's where you're coming from. But if you want the deepest satisfaction in life, the most joy, the most profound connections with others, empathy is a bedrock of that life. We're nothing but animals, eating, drinking, having sex, entertaining ourselves without empathy. We're just another species. I don't know about you, but that's not what I'm called to. I'm called to the deepest connection I can find with the people around me. Frankly, empathy never came easy for me. And I think I understand pretty well why. I had a normal life for my first six years. I don't have a single bad memory from that time other than maybe my great-grandfather dying, but I really didn't have context for that. And I'm not going to go deep into what happened, but at six years old, my life changed forever carefree, what looks to me now normal life became something different. And I'll talk about this in the future. Now's not the time. Now I knew fear. I started having nightmares every night. Terrifying nightmares. I remember the nightmares, but what I don't remember is what my mother's told me about. How I would get up from bed, sleepwalking, come into their room, and dig into the carpet. Saying things like, I can't do it, I can't do it. Clearly, the anxiety that I was holding in, never talking about with anybody, was coming out while I was sleeping. And anxiety I had. Had no idea what anxiety was, maybe until college. Oh, I suffered from it as a child. And never once did I talk with any of the adults in my life or children about what I was experiencing. I kept it to myself. I suffered in silence. But I bring this up because that anxiety didn't allow me empathy. I was just trying to survive. I was just trying to make it through the next day. I was just trying to get some sleep without having terrifying nightmares about the end of the world. I had no space for empathy. 
And so, a long road of suffering came my way. And for me, now it's not the same for everyone, but for me, I had to go lower and lower. It really was about a 35-year downward spiral. I had to sink lower and lower and lower until I absolutely hit bottom. Only worst place I could be was dead. And that's when I found that empathy. And to me, the worst thing that could happen in my life is for me to lose the memory of where I was. I can tell you where I am today. Anxiety-free, depression-free. An amazing life. With loving people around me. I couldn't ask for more. But for most of my life, that was not what I had. To forget where I came from, to lose that empathy. Honestly, for me, I don't know that that life would be worth living. Sure, I could get by, enjoy myself, feel good, then one day die. But for me, getting deeper in my connection with others, my connection with the divine, that's what life is about. And that's not going to happen without empathy. Because as I said earlier, I believe that empathy is necessary to get closer, to break down those barriers, to understand the other. And when we have empathy, not only can we empathize with what this person's going through because we've experienced it, when we have empathy, we can go beyond and understand that we haven't experienced everything. That sure, I'm a man, I haven't been pregnant. I don't know what it's like to lose a child. But you know what? It still breaks my heart. But I think empathy does start at home. So I think I'm answering my own question from the beginning with that quote. I said something about empathy feeling somewhat selfish if defined as identifying the other in myself because it's always referring back to me. But you know what? I think that's just where empathy starts. Empathy starts at home, but it grows from there. It grows to encompass and embrace those who have lives radically different than my own. Lives that I couldn't imagine living. I don't know whether there's an end destination with empathy. But you know what? I'd like to find out. I'm going to keep looking for more opportunities to connect with the people around me. To understand their lives. To love them unconditionally. And I'm going to fail, but I can commit to at least making the attempt. So how do we develop empathy? Well, for me, it was necessary to start with healing. For me, it was retrocession. The process I discovered for releasing the chains of the past. For others, it may be something else. But healing can go a long way to bringing that empathy around. Once the attention is taken off of just surviving, 
then we have the space to grow and empathize. But for practical purposes, one great simple practice that can help with empathy is active listening. So often when someone's speaking, we're listening to figure out how we're going to respond. We're thinking actively while they're talking about what we're going to say in response. With active listening, we're fully present with what they're saying, not thinking about how we'll respond, but when it's appropriate to speak, asking open-ended questions. Open-ended questions are questions that have something more than a yes, no, or finite answer. So closed-ended question would be something like, are you feeling good today? Or is your hip feeling better? An open-ended question would be something like, how are you feeling today? So just a simple reword makes it active. But that's just the beginning. When it's appropriate to speak, when the other's paused, we can ask clarifying questions, taking the other deeper into the topic they're interested in. Another great part of active listening is reframing. So we take what they said, reframe it in our own words, and ask, do I have that right? Making sure we really understand what they're saying. This is a powerful technique. It allows the other to know they're heard and allows us to avoid making assumptions. Isn't that really the basis of empathy? Not assuming. Diving in deep with them as they are and learning their story. Maybe connecting it to our own or maybe we just empathize because they're human like us. In addition to active listening, we can seek common ground with others, especially where there's disagreement. Maybe I have radically different political views than another person. But I can guarantee that no matter who that person is, we have common ground somewhere. There's also stepping into another's shoes. We can build empathy by doing things like Feeding the hungry. Sure, the food is the point. We're feeding them. They have that basic human need. But when we come in close contact with those who are hungry, we find out they're no different than us. When we visit the prisoner, we find out they're no different than us. When we sit with the widow, grieving, we find out She's no different than us. We have common ground with everyone. If we have the curiosity, the desire, the willingness to find it. So we're going to take a moment here. Though the YouTube videos that are companion to this series are now going to be the place for the, the deep work, where we close our eyes, deeply relax, explore. I want to bring that to you here as well. So just settle in. If you're seated, that's fine. If you'd like to lie down, you can always pause, move to a comfortable place, the bed, the couch, whatever you need to do to be as comfortable as possible. 
If you're driving, just listen. Don't participate. You just take a deep breath in. Really fill up your lungs. Pause at the top of that breath. And sigh it out of your mouth like, ah. Let's do that again. Deep cleansing breath in. Fill up. Pause at the top. And sigh it out, relaxing into your seat as you breathe out. And one final deep cleansing breath in. Pause at the top. As you slowly let it out, relax every muscle in your body, eyes closed. Just settle in. Notice. The body has started to relax. Just enjoy that relaxation for a moment. Now, bring to mind a time when someone really heard you or empathized with you. They showed that they understood. They made you feel welcome, loved cared for, despite your differences. Really see that incident from your past. You might see them in front of you. You might hear their voice. Really build up that experience, seeing it out of your eyes at the time, not watching from third person like TV. But most importantly, Really feel how it felt to be on the receiving end of that, that empathy, that compassion, that love. Really feel it in your body. Did it warm your heart? Did it soften you in some way? Feel it. How does it feel to be on the receiving end of empathy? How does it feel to be on the receiving end of unconditional love? Enjoy that feeling. Remember in as, in as much detail as you can. Just breathing, remembering. Letting details come up as they come. We're going to move on. Now, who's someone who could use your empathy right now? If someone flashed to mind there when I asked that question, who was it? Did you shift away from them? If so, go back and reconsider them. Often when we shift away, when we disregard the first thing that comes to mind, Often that's the right answer. Don't worry about thinking about who this person is. You know who they are. They'll come to mind effortlessly. See them in front of you. And if you've struggled to find someone, you can choose anyone in your life. Whoever it is, see them standing in front of you. 
Feel their presence. See details. Notice how their voice sounds. Remember how they look. And as you look at them, as you really look at them, remember how it felt to receive empathy, how it felt to receive that unconditional love. And you bring that feeling up again. but really feel it directed toward that other. That person that, that needs your empathy. As I said earlier in the podcast, this doesn't mean that you unconditionally accept their actions. Boundaries are appropriate in many cases. But can you feel that, that unconditional acceptance that comes with real empathy? Can you love them? It may be hard. Can you love them? And if it's appropriate with this specific person, what can you do today to show them that love, that empathy. And you give them a call. Write a letter, email, text. And you offer them something that they need. You know. How can you be that light in their life? How can you show them that love that you were shown? We're going to start to close down this episode. But I encourage you not to just allow it to end and move about your day. Take a moment. Get out a notebook. Or use your phone or computer and write just for a couple of minutes about what empathy means to you. As I said in the beginning, this is not about my opinions. I'm here to spark thought, contemplation. What does empathy mean to you? What would it mean in practical terms for you to show more empathy to others? Thanks so much for joining me today. You can check out my YouTube channel at Retrocession Works. I'll be releasing the companion video in the next couple days. Feel free to reach out by direct message on social media or through the chat box on my website, retrocession.org. I really appreciate your presence here. Until next time. This is Chris from Retrocession.org. Have a wonderful day.